through strong feelings of separation. Uh, and uh, separation can increase uh, uh, affection. And the absence makes the heart grow fonder, as you say in English. And so that's the same case with Srila Prabhupada. And in this way, uh, it can be presence even in the condition of absence and even more present in that in that condition. But in the same way, he uh, uniquely, uh, almost uniquely, unique actually means one of a kind, so there's several, but he established a way for him to remain present uh, to uh, being the uh, founder acharya of, of his kind. Uh, which is in a way Prabhupada himself in another form. And that's why uh, Iskon, aside from whatever institutional considerations may be there, is actually the way he uh, made himself uh, present. Uh, because uh, uh, when he left, he left Iskon behind, and as he said, Iskon is my body. Uh, um, uh, and uh, the he described the devotees in it as limbs of his body. Uh, and that continues. Uh, he's uh, he's uh, left this behind uh, uh, for us. And uh, uh, so long as people are actually acting as limbs of his body and not independently, once you start to act independently, then and, uh, that body may also disappear. Right? And that uh, seems to what had happened uh, to the previous institution. Uh, because when you say that, that something, uh, my body, 
That means it acts coherently under the, the will of, of me, the spirit soul that's in this body. Uh, uh, and uh, sometimes it doesn't work. And of course, the ultimate failure to act coherently under the will of the, is, is called death. Uh, and and uh, so, uh, it is uh, it's just, just quite interesting that that uh, uh, one, one thing is Prabhupada did certain things uh, uh, very early on when he came to America in, in the first year that he was here he shows up in, in the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine which was then run off of a little you know tiny kind of, I forgot what you call them Lithograph. Uh, lithograph, yeah, you know, stenographic machine, you know, you used to make all of them when I was in high school, you know, make a stencil and you run them off, run off copies. Uh, so that was back to the idea like that, but he had the, he had the idea of founder Acharya, uh, that he was the founder Acharya. Uh, uh, people were surprised. Uh, Naina Brahm was one of the devotees who joined in 22nd Avenue in the very earliest times. Uh, was there when Prabhupada made this uh, idea that now we're going to be called the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. And he said that people were uh, laughing about it because here he had this big idea, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, and here was this very run-down little storefront with a few guys, and they just thought it would be like this forever. You know, there were going to be a few of us, and of course, Prabhupada was there, and that was what was really nice, and that was it, you know. And they were happy that way, and didn't really want to see a change, actually. And then he had this International Society for Krishna Consciousness. They were really kind of laughing. They thought it was cute, and they had just no idea of what what he had in mind. Uh, even when, when Prabhupada Makunda uh, uh, and his wife went off to, decided to tell Prabhupada that they were going to go visit India and he said, well on the way there why don't you stop off and they're going to go to the west coast first why don't you stop off because Makunda was from, from the west coast border why don't you stop off in, uh, in San Francisco and start a temple? If you're going to stop off in San Francisco, why don't you start a temple? Said, okay. And they did. There was, so there was a second temple. It ended up. And they brought Prabhupada there for the mantra rock dance. Uh, because the, the point of the mantra rock dance was way, raise enough money so they could pay the rent on this place they, they, they secured. And... Uh, and then when Prabhupada actually left New York to go to San Francisco with devotees in New York, couldn't believe it that he would actually go somewhere else. Uh, so, uh, so just what Prabhupada planned and had in mind uh, was beyond everybody's vision, but that, that was his vision. So and he had this idea, International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Uh, uh, and in, in a way, 
that's a translation of the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. Uh, Vishwa, universal, or you could say international, association of, uh, 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 of uh, uh, but the uh, Vaishnava Raj, uh, Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha's association, uh, uh, Vaishnava Raj can also be translated as a name of Lord Chaitanya. The, the, the leader or the king of all Vaishnavas, Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha, International Society for Lord Chaitanya, <coughs> and is Krishna Chaitanya, Krishna Consciousness. Okay. So that's, that's like, it's almost a translation. Of, uh, one way of reading that, that, that phrase is read different ways. Because right? of Sanskrit, we can put the words together. It's a big compound, Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. Anyway, that's, so, so what, what actually Prabhupada did uh, was continue exactly what Bhakti Siddhanta had started, but which had become interrupted. Uh, Bhakti Siddhanta um, had this idea of a single unified organization. He took off with Bhakti, Bhaktivedanta Thakur left off, who had, had, had uh, actually reinstituted this. The word Vishwa Vaishnava Raj uh, Sabha uh, occurs in the, in the writings of, of uh, Jiva Goswami. At the end of every tatlas, every of uh, the Sandarva, there's this remark about this Vishwa Vaishnava Raj uh, Sabha. And, uh, and so uh, the, this uh, uh, that, that, that thing was formally, ceremoniously reinstituted by Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, uh, and, and uh, uh, under a somewhat simplified name. And then again, Bhakti Siddhanta again had a formal ceremony of, uh, there it is, of, of uh, uh, re-inaugurating it. Because his, his organization, uh, was called that, or, and, and sometimes the, 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 the temples he established, because that, that what Bhakti Siddhanta did, uh, uh, was actually form temples. That is to say, Mat is a monastery. So he had brahmacharis and sannyasis, Bhaktivinoda Thakur didn't do that. Uh, 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 but he had had the idea of this namhata and, and you know various groups of congregational type people uh, uh, um, um, preaching and spreading Krishna consciousness, but there wasn't there wasn't this, this thing of these organized mats, monasteries, and temples, and needy worship. So that's what Bhakti Siddhanta did, and uh, and. Uh, we see that in our history, in the Gaudiya tradition, there were sannyasis, but they were people who had come from the outside as sannyasis already. Uh, and so Bhakti Siddhanta really started to have Trinandi sannyasis within the, in the Gaudiya tradition. Uh, preaching monks were dedicated entirely to preaching. Brahmacharis and sannyasis. And uh, and the idea 
uh, of uh, preaching as an organized force. We know that 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 Bhaktivinoda had, had the idea had grasped him that now is the time for Lord Chaitanya's mission to go all over the world because he was a, a world citizen. I mean, at that time it was happening. Globalization started a long time ago, like in the 14th century or 15th century, really. You know. Uh, there was already globalization, and 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 one of the globalizing forces was the, was the was the British Empire, and, and people in Calcutta could feel themselves part of something bigger, uh, and uh, and uh, and especially somebody like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he belonged to that Westernized, educated. Uh, a group of Bengalis, they were called Bhadralok. Uh, and, 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 uh, and also, uh, he, Bhaktivinoda Thakur mentions that he initially, when he got his, his, his English education, he felt him closer uh, to Channing, Parker, and Newman. These are American Unitarian writers, uh, Unitarian. Uh, Christianity, a kind of modernized uh, and, and somewhat yeah, universalized Christianity, although was it Unitarians means really there's one God and they weren't so much into the Trinity and stuff like that. And these are liberal Christians and therefore open other religions and uh, and uh, and trying to find out what is the nature of, 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 uh, of religion as such. And so he was attracted to them. So these are American uh, writers, uh, and uh, and so uh, maybe they weren't Shannon Parker. Newman was British. Maybe they were. Uh, anyway, I can't remember whether exactly, but it was one one kind of kind of spiritual movement. So he was felt himself part of that also. And, and of course, he had written to Emerson, uh, and, uh, uh, the American uh, Unitarian. Um, so this was this was his uh, this was his global vision. And then Bhakti uh, Siddhanta wanted to put it into action, and and planned early that the whole goal of it is what became known as the Gaudiya Mat. The Gaudiya Mat, uh, uh, when they listed all the temples and the harmonists, which was one sometimes described as uh, Mats associated with the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they had this the idea very early on of going to the West, thinking primarily, first of all, of England, Naturally, uh, and uh, and that was that was the, the goal. To, 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 uh, and very quickly, Bhaktisiddhanta managed to have Gaudiamats all over all over India, and even outside of India. So a couple in Burma. Uh, and uh, but their their real aim was to establish a temple in London. And, and uh, in 1933, he said. Sent some preachers. Their whole effort was was to do that, 
uh, and they had done things that Srila Prabhupada later followed very exactly what Bhakti Siddhanta had done. Uh, he, he, they, because Bhakti Siddhanta had taken uh, the Sajjana Toshini, the, the main preaching organ journal of, of Bhakti, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, which was in Bengali, uh, and changed it into an English language publication. It was Bhakti Bhaktivinoda Thakur's flagship, you know, it was his main publication, and it became the, that he took that main publication of Bhaktivinoda Thakur and changed it into an English language journal, and started another one for Bengali. Uh, 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 this, this called the Gaudiya, this this uh, this what like showed the, the the centrality of English language preaching, and then uh, Prabhupada got this instruction the first time he met Bhakti Siddhanta before when they, when the, the temple in Calcutta was just this this, this house with a, had, had a printing press in Calcutta uh, met him at, at this. Uh, on the roof of this of this building in Calcutta, uh, and the first thing he said to Prabhupada is that you, you know English, you should you should you should uh, write you should preach in English, uh, which meant go go outside of India, uh, and uh, and Prabhupada describes how he 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 argued with Bhakti Siddhanta. We had some objection. Well, first. Because Prabhupada, like many of his uh, college mates, were all followers of Gandhi, and the idea for, the, for their idea was if to, to liberate India from English rule, colonial rule. And he gave the argument that, well, we, 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 yeah, that's a good idea that this should go. What you're t- talking should go all over the world, but we can't do it until we're free. Free. We have no prestige now. As a, as a, they felt that as as colonial people, they were really kind of like not taken seriously as a nation. So this should come first, and then we can do this. And he said uh, that uh, that uh, that Siddhanta uh, defeated him. Doesn't say exactly what his arguments were, but he defeated him. And then, uh, uh, but that, that was his first suggestion to Srila Prabhupada to do that. And then it was his last order to him also uh, to, 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 to carry this on. And, and what had happened is after Bhaktisiddhanta left, as we know, the, the Gaudiya Mat entered into existence as a unified organization. Uh, and Bhaktisiddhanta understood the principle of organization very well. And uh, Prabhupada had, had absorbed that idea of, uh, of an organization, a unified organization, because it's a force multiplier. You, you have six people, uh, six people working independently, six competent people. They, they can achieve something. But uh, but if those six people work together, it's not just six; it's multiplied. 
it becomes the equivalent of the 24 people, just by organization. Uh, it's a force multiplier. And if your idea is to save as many people as possible, you should do that. So Prabhupada appreciated this organization very much. Uh, and and when, when, uh, when after his disappearance, the Gaudiya Mott uh, split apart because just different people were competing for supremacy in the organization. Uh, whereas the idea of a GBC means that you have to work together. It demands cooperation. Anyway, I don't have to go into history, but it was it was a, a crushing blow to see this this organization, which in a very short time had spread all over, where I had sent had sent preachers uh, to England. They were planning to expand. Bhaktisiddhanta himself was going to go when they had a temple in London, and then was supposed to go on there to America. This was his plan. Uh, but Bhaktisiddhanta, already the seeds of, 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 of fighting, of looking for supremacy, were already going on. And there were actually articles in the Harmonist stressing the unity of the movement. It was already a problem. There was a competition between the, 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 the parent mat, the Sri Chaitanya mat in Mayapur, uh, and the, the, the Gaudiya Mott in Calcutta, which was because it was their headquarters for world preaching and was certainly more opulent and in a more populous place. Because Mayapur, you know, it was hard to get there even from, from Calcutta. Uh, uh, you really had to work to, to, uh, to get to our get, uh, place uh, where Bhaktisiddhanta's uh, Parrot Temple of the Gaudiya Mod was. But Calcutta, you're in the middle of the city, and it was a big, opulent, marble temple, and was their headquarters for world preaching. So, this is where the two sides ended up uh, fighting with each other, and ended up going to court, it was a big, long court battle. Uh, uh, and then, of course, once it splits two, then more people split, and it splintered. And they could go on preaching, they could practice Krishna consciousness, they could make devotees, but that certain force was, was over. And, uh, and uh, I, from reading the, the Harmonist, their, their, their English language magazine, I got a very good sense of what it was like when it was healthy, the Gaudiamata. I mean, just really. Uh, ha had this enthusiastic force to spread Krishna consciousness and it vanished uh, when it broke up and they were spending time and money more fighting with each other than uh, preaching Krishna consciousness and, and, and so on. So like that gave me a measure of Srila Prabhupada's disappointment. I wonder what, what it must have been like to see that. Or to see this happen. And what you can see is what Srila Prabhupada did uh, after several decades had passed was started where he left off when he went to America. And, and, and 
continued his spiritual master's mission. And he did it as the servant. Although he became founder acharya of the International Society of Krishna Consciousness, he used this term, founder acharya, was a shock to me to discover that Bhaktisiddhanta never had that term. But it was clear that uh, he, a couple of times in the harmonist, he was referred to that way by Nishikant Sanyal, his kind of uh, right-hand man for the harmonist, in the English language preaching, had used that term founder Charlie to refer to Bhaktisiddhanta. Uh, and uh, and other, otherwise, the, that term was found in the book Sri Krishna Taitanya before, uh, when, when Prabhupada decided that he would take up this mission of preaching, because that was Bhakti, the last letter he got from Bhakti Siddhartha, told him to do this, to preach in English again, the same instruction, first and last. And Prabhupada told us he was bewildered at I mean, first. He didn't know what I would have to do. Here I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't a sannyasi. I, I had family life. I was doing business in Bombay. I, how could I do this? He said, I couldn't imagine. But then he said he got inspiration from, from reading Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's commentary on the verse in Bhagavad Gita that describes that success in devotional life requires Vyavasatmika Bhutti. Those who are determined, their goal is one. They're, 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 otherwise, your, your booty is mini-branched. You want this thing, you want that thing, you want that thing, you want that thing. Uh, and that if you want to have success in spiritual life, your, your aim has to be one. And you have this dhyavasa atmika booty, this fixed and determined intelligence. Uh, and in that, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says, yes, this means that you should take uh, the order uh, of, of your guru and make it your whole thing. Uh, and and uh, you should just be fixed on that. Don't worry. Follow those instructions and don't worry about whether you're liberated or not liberated, whether you succeed or, or fail. You do it. And so he got inspiration from this and said, okay, this is the order. He told me to preach in English. So when he started doing that, the first thing he did was start an English language journal, Back to Godhead, like the Gaudiya Mat had done with the harmonist. And then, during after that, he took sannyas and started to prepare for this going to the West. And also he decided, as, as the, the Gaudiya Mat had produced this book, called Sri, Ch Sri Krishna Chaitanya, an English language book, uh, which the preachers took with them when they went to England. Uh, he also decided he needed an English language book, mm. uh, and so started doing uh, translating Bhagavatam, three volumes like that. So then when he finally went to us, he had the book. And then when he got there, Back to Godhead magazine resumed. Uh, uh, and, and then, uh, yeah, so he, 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 picked, he picked it up. And, and, and the key to what he's doing is found in this pranam mantra that he gave us, that we offered to Prabhupada, Namaste, Saraswate, Deve. 
Uh, it's not Saraswati, it's Saraswata in the vocative, uh, in the instru- uh, in the uh, locative case. Uh, uh, I'm offering obeisances unto Saraswata Deva, the servant of Bhakti Saraswata. I see. In Sanskrit, you take Saraswati and you change it with an A ending and you elongate the first vowel and it becomes son of or ser- servant of. To the servant of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. So he, I, when we offer obeisance to Prabhupada, Saraswata Deva, we are doing it to him as the servant of Bhakti Siddhanta. Who, what is he doing? Gauravani Pacharya. He is spreading the Gauravani, uh, the message of, of Lord Chaitanya, uh, throughout the world. Uh, in the Western world, actually. Which is Nirvishesha Sudhyabadi, full of impersonalism and, uh, and Maya Bhakti. Uh, impersonalism and Buddhism, actually. Sudhnavada is usually Buddhist. Voidism and impersonalism. Which was exactly the mission of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. When Prabhupada had come to America, uh, the first people he met that were interested in spiritual life were either like Allen Ginsberg and those people who all thought of themselves as kind of Buddhists, and followers of the Ramakrishna mission. Uh, in New York, they had, they had a big, a big mission there—a kind of celebrity uh, mission uh, for the Upper East Side. The uptown Swami was Swami Nikalananda, uh, the leader of that. Uh, the people who ran the lot, and so people in New York City—they were—that's what he found near Vishesha and Sunyavada, uh, and so. Uh, this is, he is simply continuing the mission. Uh, this is the traditional work of our, of, of all the founder charges. This was the term of art used for the people who, fought, who started the four Vaishnava Sampradayas. In the book, in the book um, that uh, was written uh, by Nishikant Sanyal to take to, take to the West, uh, uh, then Bhaktisiddhanta read every word of it and edited it too. Uh, but the, the author was actually Nishikant Sanyal uh, Narayan Das, Bhaktisiddhanta's professor of history at Ravenshaw College and his right hand man for English language preaching. Uh, that, in that book, that's where the term founder Acharya, this, this hyphenated thing, was used for Ramanuja, Vishnu Swami, and Bhakti. <coughs> Uh, and the Madhva. These were the four founder acharyas for the Iron Age. Right? And then Nishikant Sanyal in a couple of places used that term to refer to Bhakti uh, Siddhanta Saraswati. Since Bhakti Siddhanta read everything that was in that magazine and was the editor, he must have at least allowed himself to be referred to that way. My conclusion is that when he would have gone all over the that, that would have been the title that he would have officially accepted. When Prabhupada did it, had that title in, 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 in established, again, International Society for Krishna Consciousness, Vishwa Vaishnava Sabha, 
and had the idea from the beginning of this idea of founder Acharya with the same hyphenated thing there. Then, then he was he did it as the continuation of Bodhisattva Saraswati. And Prabhupada said once, the, I, the, the only thing that's to my credit, I remain a servant. And he wanted to be honored as that servant. Uh, and, and that's why we're here today. Uh, so what we learn from Srila Prabhupada is how, how to be the servant. which is the really important lesson. Uh, some people in our movement have tried to think from, uh, well, what we learn from Prabhupada is how to be the master, and they kind of imitated that unsuccessfully, of course, because how to be the master is to become the servant. Uh, this is spiritual life. The way down is the way up. Uh, and the way up is the way down. <laughs> and uh, so, so, so we, uh, we learn that. So because Prabhupada was successful uh, in his efforts to make the international side of the Krishna consciousness, and it has so far survived, and has continued expanding and teaching, the, the there were different uh, 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 times where, where uh, various people thought maybe they would become the next Acharya of this con, uh, which would maybe you know, put the GBC in a subordinate position. But Prabhupada said, this is the ultimate managing authority that's in his will. For the entire, this is the ultimate man. He used that term uh, uh, in, in his will. Mukti Siddhanta says what he wanted a GBC. He asked for it in his last night when his desires were written down. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Instead, two people were began to compete for being the Acharya. Uh, uh, and uh, so Prabhupada early on established the GBC and started to get it functioning at his first formal meeting in 1975 while he presided over it and watched it work. 75? Yeah, that was their, their first, the first year that there was minutes taken. His idea was the GBC would meet in Mayapur. And Mayapur would be our world headquarters. We had no idea what he meant. When we went to Mayapur for the first uh, first uh, pilgrimage, annual pilgrimage there, where Prabhupada always wanted to come and we were told this is you know, this is going to be our, 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 our international headquarters or world headquarters. We thought, what? Because, I mean, we, we, we would get up in the morning and bathe and shave at a hand pump, and all around us is nothing but, but uh, rice fields and sugarcane fields and things like that, you know? You could, there was no telephones. I mean, it, it, it was really roughing it. And, and to get there was really, really tough. Uh, it was a, there was a highway, but it was a dangerous and very narrow highway, you know, with the, just like, like some kind of one of these video games. You know, 
you know, you could have made a made, made a made a video game with that highway where you got a little taxi going along, and these gigantic <laughs> overloaded lorries are coming down the road at you, and, and you'd always see all wrecks off to the side. It mm -hmm. looked like a looked like some scene out of World War II where there'd been a big uh, Panzer division, you know, fighting its way up and everywhere, crash tanks and trucks and everything. And <laughs> and I mean, it was almost like it was terrible. It was a real, a real scary ride to get there, and uh, so, so uh, we could just imagine this is what Prabhupada had in mind. But this, this was going to be made this, this is his world headquarters, and said that the annual general meeting of the GBC he had this idea of, of an organization and the model. This word GBC that he came up with, and of course to Americans. Governing Body Commission, that sounds so British. <laughs> and then I later discovered that actually the, the big British institution that was the most successful in India was the Indian Railways. And that was, of course, run by the British. And the group that ran it was called the Governing Body Commission. <laughs> and their headquarters are in London, being preserved to this day, you can visit them. Mm -hmm. I haven't been myself, but I talked to Bodhis who went to see it. You know, so this is definitely a modernization for a global uh, organization with, with this idea of the the, the GBC. And, and Prabhupada started the meeting. He presided over that very first meeting. Signed off on the minutes uh, and, and had it operating uh, for several years while he was there, uh, there, there to see. Um, and so this idea of the founder Acharya uh, is really important uh, that, that, that he has made this organization and, and the kind of, you can say, the, the, the anatomy of, of this kind uh, involves this center in Mayapur with the temple of the Vedic planetarium. Uh, as it turns out, Prabhupada did this other very interesting thing where, where he agreed that, that, uh, that his murti could be in all the temples, that the Vyasasami that he sat on would be a murti of him. Uh, and I, I, I can't find it written anywhere. Or recorded, you know. Prabhupada said many things, and the tape recorders weren't running. But I heard that he said that he approved the idea of his murti being uh, put, made to be put on his vyasasana in the temple where he sat uh, when he came to the temples. There was his vyasasana was there in all the temples. Uh, that that would continue with his murti on it, and. and Prabhupada, I heard that Prabhupada said, yes, it's a good idea, that way no one else can sit in there, sit there. <laughs> and I can't even remember who told me that. Probably Rupa Muga on GBC, but then. Uh, uh, and so that was the idea. So every temple of Iskar, there is Prabhupada there. This is his, as the founder Acharya. He's not just, you know, a previous Acharya. He's the founder Acharya of Iskar. And so you, th you think that, that the, the, there, there's a description of the Gaudiamat kind of spiritual anatomy given in the, in, in, in the harmonists. And, and, and it de describes 
that the whole institution is, is none different from the founder Acharya, that's where this word is used in the same article to describe Bhaktisiddhanta, and that they're all limbs of his body. And there's this parent temple that was Bhaktisiddhanta established, uh, the Sri Chaitanya Mata in Mayapur. This is the parent temple, and the other, uh, and, and the Gaudiya Mata in Calcutta was its extension of that temple into what they described as the modern urban <coughs> environment. Uh, and, and, and so all of the temples are extensions or replicas of the central temple. So there's this idea of having this, 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 this central temple, this, this parent temple, in which the others are there. And why is the central temple or the parent temple have to be in Mayapur? Not just because that is where Lord Chaitanya appears, but because Mayapur itself is the descendant Swetadu uh, of the spiritual world. And so Prabhupada, that's why very early on, he had, for his movement, he acquired land in Mayapur with some difficulty and opposition. And as soon as he acquired the land, uh, as first as he was able to do, he established the foundation of that temple. And a ceremony of laying a cornerstone. He did this on War Pranima in 1972. Plans to do it in 71, but there was some delay. So that, that, that's what he did. He established the cornerstone of that temple. And so that temple, as it turned out, when it finally got started construction much later than Prabhupada wanted, but finally got built, turns out to be right at, at its doorstep is Prabhupada's Pushpa Samadhi. And I, I think that's Krishna's arrangement. So, so this temple is a doorway to Iskon. There are many doorways. In each temple is a replica of the whole. In each temple, like in a spiritual uh, a unified spiritual thing, each part is the whole. It's like a hologram. Each part it, it, it contains the whole. And so every temple is actually the whole of Iskon is there. If everything is done right, this, what you see here, uh, is done in every other temple, and the whole body is unified with the temple of Mayapur. So you, you think here, we come here and, and, and we worship under the aegis of our, our founder Acharya. Uh, uh, and, and then uh, this is, is an entrance to a path that goes back to Godhead. And from this temple, physically you may go to Mayapur or spiritually you may go there. Because if just by being here, you can also go to Mayapur. And when you get to Mayapur, what, what is that temple that Prabhupada made there for us? What does it show? Well, in some ways it's really strange because, because it, it, it takes the most difficult part of the Bhagavatam mm -hmm. and puts it in the center, that is to say the fifth canto cosmology. Uh, uh, and why does he want to have this temple of the Vedic planetarium? Well, uh, it teaches what does it teach? It teaches us that, that this whole universe is also another form of Krishna in the material world. Mm. Uh, it's to be seen 
as belonging to Krishna. And, and in what, when you see it that way, there is also shows uh, the path back to Godhead. Because on the inside of the dome, Prabhupada wanted uh, a whole uh, show, the, the journey uh, of Gopal Kumar in the uh, Brihad Bhagavatamrita. Yeah? yeah, that's right. In the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. It tells, there are several journeys, but it shows the path back to Godhead. Where you finally go from, from one loka to another loka to another loka. So that's what that temple shows. You come there, there is Prabhupada presiding over that, is Samadhi, is Pushpa Samadhi is there. And, and then you go inside, there's the, the deities that, that he wanted, the uh, Guru Parampara, one, one altar. Uh, then the, then uh, uh, the main altar is there of, of Panchatattva. And then uh, Radha Madhava uh, and the Astasakis, the other altar. These are the, the three main altars, and around them the path back to Godhead. So you go there, uh, and, uh, and you see the our Parampara, uh, the six Goswamis, and, and so on. Um, uh, and then uh, you also see, and remember Bhakti Siddhanta, his temple that was at the Gaudiya Mat, the central temple, also was a teaching temple. It had the four founder acharyas there uh, around the central uh, dome. Uh, and it was teaching very specifically that the four founder acharyas, each, according to Bhakti Bhaktivinotakur in the Navadita Mahatmya, each of them. Each of their teachings was one essential part which was combined in a chincha beta beta tattva given by Lord Chaitanya. So he was showing that this, that, that Lord Chaitanya's movement is not just, even though we come in the Madhva Sampradaya, it actually is not just one more Sampradaya, but is actually the fulfillment of all four of them. They were all preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. That's what that, that teaching is showing. So Prabhupada Simla has a teaching temple. Uh, uh, so, so our Parampara is there, the deity is there, and then this way back to Godhead. So, so you come to this temple or any other ISKCON temple, there's, there, the Prabhupada is, 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 is presiding there, and then those temples all lead to the center, and the center shows where do you go? You go up. Because Prabhupada had said in one letter, we have another ISKCON in the spiritual world. Because that other, that other place in the spiritual world where ISKCON will be is in, in Gora Lila. And Gora Lila is eternally in the spiritual world. This is the Swaita Dweep that, that, that descended when Lord Chaitanya came down. It's established very early on in, in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. That, 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 that all of the Lord Chaitanya's pastimes that were shown in Navadvip are pastimes that are eternally going on in the spiritual world. And that Lord Chaitanya uh, is also an eternal part of Krishna Leela. This is, this is Krishna taking the role of a devotee. 
And in that role, not only does he spread Krishna consciousness, but he also he gets himself to taste what it is like to be a devotee, especially what it is like to be Radharani. Uh, this is Lord Chaitanya. So Lord Chaitanya has this esoteric, spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world and giving everybody the ability to taste this wonderful, uh, um, wonderful uh, flavor of uh, bhakti rasa that is experienced by great devotees like Srimati Radharani. And that's what Iskand is doing. So that's what, that's what Prabhupada has done. It's actually mind-boggling mm-hmm. that, that he's created this, this ISKCON, which is not, and you can't just see it, you know, uh, on an organizational chart. You have to see the spiritual anatomy of ISKCON, which includes the physical. Uh, uh, and so this is, this is what uh, Srila Prabhupada is doing and why we are honoring him as founder Acharya. And why, if we remain faithful to him, he's still present. He's not gone. His mercy is still there. Maybe even more so. Uh, Because when Prabhupada came, he was only here for 12 years for us. And when he disappeared, nobody had been a devotee longer than that. You know, so, so people have had time now to grow, to advance, and to digest. Uh, uh, sometimes you're given a legacy, and it takes you a while to really appreciate what that legacy is, and to be worthy of, of inheriting it. So we hope that's what's happening. Uh, and there, there may be a way... That, 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 that Prabhupada can be more present or as much present as he ever was because people can simply understand him more and more by, by what he has done. But the, the injunction is we have to become devotees of Srila Prabhupada the way he was a devotee of his own spiritual master and who was a devotee of his and so on. That's the lesson. That's how we can associate uh, with Srila Prabhupada and all uh, 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 have association with him. Okay. Yeah. What you see as the greatest opportunities and challenges of, of, of building or growing a promised legacy at this time and the next period of time? The greatest challenges? And, Cooperate and I, and together and work together in cooperation. Because, because one of Prabhupada's uh, statements that he said at the very end, your love for me will be shown by how much you cooperate together to spread this movement. And it's difficult to do. We're all individuals, and we should be individuals. Uh, it doesn't mean you, you become uh, rubber-stamped uh, you know, puppets. Uh, individuality is very important, in fact. One boy said to me very early on, you know, this movement is full of characters, a lot of character. (laughs) 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 But that's good. Because if if you're going to engage yourself fully in Krishna consciousness, then whatever individuality is there, uh, you know, shows up in your your birth chart, all those things, you know, your astrological birth chart, all of you know, everyone's different. But we like variety. Uh, 
because our principle is unity and variety. That Prabhupada said, management means how to appreciate and to, to deal with this unity and variety. Because just, uh, if just unity is Mayavadi impersonalism. And, and, and just variety is nothing. And chaos. If you, look at, if you look at aesthetics in art, uh, uh, if, if, there's, if there's just unity, it's monotonous, it's just boredom. If there's just variety, it's chaos. What art is, is when you put unity, in, you, you, you take variety uh, and you unify it. And then it's beauty. And the greater the variety, the greater the value of the unity. Uh, so, so that should be our principle. We're not, not that we are not against individuality, but it has to be harmonized with other individualities. That's the challenge. That's, that's the challenge. Uh, and that can be harmonized if everyone keeps in the center the will of Srila Prabhupada. Uh, and there's going to be, because we're individuals and we're preaching in different places, we come from different cultures, there's always going to be differences. Uh, so the, that, that, that has to be not an impediment to our working together, but uh, an impetus to, to realize uh, the value of our individuality. Uh, so that, that's, that's really, it's, it's a challenge. Uh, and too much individuality, you, you stop working together. Uh, 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 too much unity, then it becomes some dictator making, turning everybody, you know, we all become like North Korea or someplace. Like that. <laughs> we don't want that either. You want, you want full, free, exp freely given expression of, of the self in Krishna consciousness. And really, this requires purification. Because a lot of what's our individuality may be a contamination, not maybe really part of it, something, some contamination. And therefore, the foundation is, as Prabhupada said, follow the four regular principles and chant 16 rounds a day. And doing these things in a sustainable way, that's, that's really the process. Purification has to be there. That's, that's really the, the, the foundation. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, and, and as if we, to the degree that we do that, we'll become more and more powerful. One, go ahead. Another question. Well, I had I had a conversation with Srila Prabhupada that wasn't recorded. And I'll tell you about. It. I've mentioned this several times, but I, I was there. Uh, at one point, Prabhupada started a political party called the In God We Trust Party for Purified Leaders. And several of them, Domino, who was the president here, was running for office. And uh, somebody in New York, Amarendra uh, in Gainesville, uh, uh, and my, uh, myself in, in Philadelphia, I was running for Congress. We had, we had uh, uh, Balavanta, Amarendra, myself, and Jaganasuta, I think, in New York. There were th these were the people that were running for office. And the Prabhupada was into it, this In God We Trust Party for Purified Leaders, he called it. 
Uh, and it was a kind of preach, uh, preaching uh, uh, platform uh, for us. And, uh, and so I was with Srila Prabhupada. Balabant and myself went to see him, just as this was, was going on. I mean, he later stopped it, because we, well, the immediate cause of his stopping it was that uh, you couldn't, you can't be a, a charitable or a religious exempt organization at the same time, be directly involved in politics. Now we know people always mess with that, but we could lose our, our status and through their proposals that somehow we can make a separate organization. Probably didn't want to do that. And so he told us to stop it. Uh, uh, but at any rate, uh, when we were doing it, was very interesting preaching, and we were studying, uh, you know, how Maharaj Pariksit dealt with Kali, and because Prabhupada gives a whole political science, uh, uh, spiritual political science, uh, in, in, in the Bhagavatam, it's in there. It's, it's all it's all expanded. So uh, anyway, Balavanta and I were talking to Prabhupada. We went to see him in his room in New York. He was. Just, a, just two of us. We came in. There was a household, a couple with their with their toddler kid talking to Prabhupada. And Prabhupada, of course, desk was down on the floor. And this, while they're talking, this little kid is grabbing things on the desk and trying to invite Prabhupada to come and have thoughts with them and everything. They finally left. So then he asked Balavanta how how things are going, and he explains him how he he was actually had been running for mayor of Atlanta or something like that. Like a, had a campaign going on, and he described to him. And then at one point, Balavanta asked him, Prabhupada, obviously uh, frustrated, he, he said, You know, sometimes you preach and you preach and you preach and you preach, and, you preach and, and people still don't respond. They just won't do anything. What do you do then? He said, Then Prabhupada said, Ah, he said, Then. If that comes, if, it, if, if that happens, then there must be argumentum ad bagnum. He says, and I, I recognize that phrase. Argumentum ad bagnum means the resort to force. Bakum and prophets at bagnum means a stick. Uh, it's, it's listed in the, as the logical fallacies when you, you when you defeat somebody simply by using force. It's argumentum ad bagnum. And he said, therefore, there must be uh, 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 argumentum ad bakalam. Bakalam, like, like, and he said, just like this little child. You say to him, don't touch, don't touch, don't touch. He still keeps touching. Finally, slap on the back of the hand. He said, so bakalam means a stick, he said, or he said, a gun. And put his hand like this, you know. <laughs> and he went, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. That is Krishna consciousness. And my heart's, I mean, oh. That's what he said. Because we're talking politics, right? We're talking politics. He says, he says, he says, he said, therefore there should be a war. He said, he said, but these wars where the demons fight the demons, they don't accomplish anything. Because whoever wins, they're demons. 
But if you have a war and one side is devotees and the other side is demons, then that is Krishna consciousness. That's what he said. And all my big doubts came up. You know, because I read I read the Bhagavatam. And I, I read, you know, how Maharaj Pritchett received the age of Kali and, and you know what what a, what a king is supposed to do to establish Dharma. And in, in, in a sense, you know, Prabhupada's right, because uh, I had read a famous um, a German founder of sociology, uh, Max Weber, yes, Max Weber, who, who said the state, he's talking about the state, is that organization which controls the monopoly of legitimized violence. Well, sure, that's the state. It has armed forces. That's what kings do. They use arms. They resort to force as a privilege of the state. When other people don't do it, take, take become the state like criminals, they're not without authorization, they get smashed by, by the state. Right? Uh, either it's the state as it or it can give it somebody else the right to do it, but it, that's the, they control the monopoly, unlegitimized. Violence, that's, that's what it means. I can understand that. But still, at the same time, I already met fanatical devotees <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. And I thought, my God, you know, if this is what Prabhupada is really teaching, this is very dangerous, you know. So I, I had this big doubt. So I decided, well, now's the time to ask him. And I tried to think, I was thinking of a way to say it. You know? So finally I said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, you envision a time when devotees will run countries and control armies. And he said, yes. Because that was part of our preaching, you know, when, when you, that's what politics means. And if you're going to be successful, you know, yeah, you, 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 that was to be the state. You know, but I was scared of people that wanted to do that with their religions or ideologies, you know, to run the state. So I said, yes. So this happened my doubt. So how, in that case, can we be sure that we won't become demons? Because he had this idea there's a war with the devotees of the demons. How will we won't come, when we have that power, we won't become de- demons. How can we be sure? And he said, chant 16 rounds a day and follow the four regular principles. And I said, and that's enough? He said, yes, that's enough. And I was completely satisfied. You know, I mean, really? I mean, he didn't say something vague. It was like 16 and 4, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was very specific and very concrete. And then in my future career in Krishna consciousness, when I saw different leaders sometimes going off the rails, I knew that there was this problem, and it turned out to be true, that somewhere on that level. So you could say, and so therefore I, I, I have to say, some of those people were maybe saying, well, I'm chanting 16 rounds and following the four regular principles. But you have to do it in a sustainable way. That, that, that you, can, you can do it for some time and then go off the rails. 
How do you do it so you don't go off the rails? Well, that means you have to chant the, the, the Hare Krishna mantra. Maybe not completely pure, but at least uh, in, uh, on the clearing stage of chanting. That has to be there. Uh, that, that's my only little footnote to that thing. So that, that was my, my faith. That, 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 that because, because if Krishna consciousness becomes successful, uh, because Prabhupada says this in the Bhagavatam, in that, that particular part, that's what scared me when I read the, that, that time we only had the first canto in the volumes that Prabhupada had brought, brought from, from, from India. And Prabhupada had it in bold face. No religious principle or ideology can progressively advance without the support of the government. He said it. And I realize it's true. Historically, it's, it's a fact. And that's what scared me. And so that's where it is right there in the Bhagavatam. Now it's in italics. They don't use bold face. We reprinted it. But that's what he said. And that's his vision of Krishna consciousness, uh, that one day this will happen. And, and uh, I, 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 I pray, okay, Krishna, please don't give us political power yet. Because <laughs> you know, the Hare Krishna movement scared me to death a couple of times, you know, in my, in my career. Uh, but we have to be worthy of that. And we, 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 have, we have to, we have to, because this, this Krishna consciousness movement, if it is to be successful, if it is to be successful, it really does have to gain control, what, what people will call political control, at least devotees, maybe not ISKCON it sounds, but devotees have to be in that position. But Prabhupada never wanted it to be something where people couldn't practice either Christianity or any other religion, or Islam or whatever. And he, he actually said, yeah, they've, they, but the state you can, can't, uh, cannot uh, say that you have to follow this particular religion, but the general principles of religion, which he described as cleanliness, austerity, mercifulness, and truthfulness, these have to be enforced by the state, and so on. So it gives a general parameters, but in other words, within that, everybody can uh, uh, can can follow uh, and give shelter to, to those those religions too. But anyway, that was his vision. It was very clear. He made it clear by having this political party, short-lived as it was. Uh, and, but but if you really want to have. Uh, uh, a golden age of Krishna consciousness, uh, those principles would have to be supported by the state. Yeah. I got another question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you get into the practical things. So, in a practical way, because you raised some interesting quotes, so how do you, how do we as a society uh, be careful to avoid, I mean, we look at, you know, right now, perhaps the most excessive religious state or quasi-state in modern history, terrorizing people, mm -hmm. etc. Sure. And we see that <clears throat> there's already, within our ISKCON society, there are people that, since you're raising questions, you know, 
there are people that really feel what's holding us back is that we haven't categorized everybody into the four varnas, and when we do that, then we're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And you have people who feel that really what's the problem, is, what, what's the real problem with the society is we haven't understood traditional roles. For instance, you know, Prabhupada's allowing women to give classes and preach mm -hmm. and all that. That was his concession to the West, and what we really need to do is, you know, women should be cooking and cleaning and taking care of the house. So I, w I would say there's already tendencies for us to prematurely think we've understood sociological boundaries and, you know, perhaps not so much a use of force, but at least, you know, that we should be more forceful in advocating things. So how do we put those two together in, in, in an era when we see that the use of force is so horribly misused and is it not particularly, you know, dangerous for devotees to even start thinking we could be close to that type of situation? Yeah. Since you express your doubts to Prophet, I'll express mine to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, uh, uh, as I said, I, 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 many times and still, you know, well, I'm glad we don't have political power. Uh, because I, 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 I believe that that um, the full realization of Christian consciousness is not yet well enough established. Uh, uh, and that full realization is to be able to pull something off that Prabhupada did and that very few people have been able to uh, follow that. And that's by being, at the same time, super, super liberal and super, super conservative and keep them together coherently. Uh, uh, Prabhupada was both. And, and, and people pick what they like. Some people pick the liberal part, and some people pick the conservative part. And, and I, wa I, I want to see when that realization becomes more and more there, how do you do that? And it really requires spiritual advancement. And the only way I can think to get there is, is that in our movement, more and more spiritual advancement takes place. And that means the education and training of devotees and the basic principles of chanting <laughs> 16 rounds a day and following the four regular principles. I don't think there's enough of that. I think some people are uh, yeah, there, 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 there are uh, to do that. It doesn't. It means that one has to be trying to become free from offenses. That's what it means. This is that we have to chant while at least on the clearing stage uh, of Krishna consciousness, and it's still not happening enough. Uh, People are sitting and chanting around, driving the car, you know. And now, you know, you got the cell phones, you're going to have your Bajapa bees in one hand, and you people can't text with one hand yet, but they'll get there, it'll happen. You know, I mean, this distraction is really there. And there's all kinds of other things going on where, where, you know, I did, meet, I did meet fanatical devotees early on, and I still do meet fanatical devotees. And you have to understand what fanaticism is. It's, a, it's an overcompensation for a lack of faith. 
uh, and people will substitute, uh, do other things, uh, substitute minor for major virtues, and, uh, and so on. Where the real problem on movement, we haven't done X, Y, or Z, you know. Well, the real problem on movement, we actually haven't learned how to chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, uh, and, 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 and so, and, and, and this way, just. Just if and it comes down to individuals doing everything we can do to increase our own Krishna consciousness according to the prescribed way, <coughs> chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra while trying to give up offenses, and pursuing the idea is that if I do not see Krishna face to face, there's something wrong with me, and I should be worried about what's wrong with me more than I'm worried about what's wrong with everybody else. But a lot of times when we don't want to deal with what's wrong with me, then I want to see what's wrong with everybody else. And so we have a very, very high standard of Krishna consciousness. And the problem is, when you have very high standards, is that, is that you don't deal with falling short of them in the correct way. Because basically the standards are so enormously high, uh, then you always fall short. And the people that don't fall short, they're the ones that are thinking, I'm always falling short at every minute. But the people who fall short, who really fall short, what they're thinking is, I'm following and nobody else is. The people who are really advancing, I'm, not the, I'm the only one that's not a devotee here. And somehow this realization, has, has, has people haven't understood, so people become so the so a high demand religion, and I, this goes across the board. The, the 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 real thing is people are falling short, and they want to attack others. We attack others by sitting in you know on the internet and do it. Others they have bombs, but that's just, that's just uh, imagination. You know what what. But they're not following their own principles, but their way of like asserting that they are is to destroy everybody else because they don't follow the formulas. It's fanaticism, uh, and, and, and you know it's, it's, that that that's what's 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 going going to, going to happen. So we 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 need to understand this. Uh, uh, not that uh, no one is a devotee but me. But uh, everyone is a devotee except me. In other words, I should deal with my own problems. That 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 uh, uh, humility is 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 really the way we advance, and not not pride. And uh, more of us have to get that, and more of us have to uh, have to pursue that that path of humility. Prabhupada did it. And and uh, his his own self interpretation that he's expressed to his own disciples is how did he become successful? Well, I just tried to follow the my order of my spiritual master. He said he gave me this order when I was a young man, but I was so entangled in material life I couldn't do anything until my old age. That's what he says. As a young man, he told me to preach in English. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't really do anything until until now, in my old age. So 
I'm trying a little bit just to follow his order. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, my spiritual master has been so kind to me. He sent you American boy. I couldn't do much by myself. He sent you to help me, and now I can do something at the end of my life to satisfy my spiritual master. So I have to thank you more. You're allowing me to do this at the tail end of my life to satisfy my spiritual master. That's his own self-conception. That's how he thinks. I simply did one little thing right. I just tried to do something. And he did. Actually, he just thought, let me try. He said, I thought, no, let me just try something and see what's happening. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the resources. You know, when when, when the Gaudiya Mott sent people to London, they had, you know, a lot of resources. They put the whole, the whole institution was behind those, those, those three people that went. Uh, And, and, the, 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 the Maharaja of Tripura was going to fund the construction of a temple in London. He had money. You know, Prabhupada had nothing. He was, he, you know, he was 70 years old. He, he didn't, he didn't have, he, he was, yeah, I know what it's like to be 70. I'm that now myself, you know, so it's tough. You only want to make yourself be a little secure place to hang out for what's left of your time, you know, and take it easy. Not him. He went to a, to a strange place. I just moved from Philadelphia to here, and it was such a trauma. And that's, that's only you know down the road. <laughs> he went from India; had never been outside of India, and he went to America. Can you imagine? And, and, and he was ill, you know. And he, he said on the ship, there, there, "One more storm like that, and I would have died." He had a heart attack on the way over. Yeah. And he got here. And he was by himself, no support, no no institutional support. Uh, when he got here, when he saw there was some little opportunity in New York, was asking people to help him. Nobody would help him. You could see all the letters. Uh, nobody else wanted to join with him. He got, he, so he uh, didn't have any of those things, and it came out successful. It was just that adherence to this. Or let me do something in my old age and see what's happening. In twelve years, you know, that's, that's what he did. So uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know how exactly uh, uh, what I could do except to try to convince other people that, that the really essential thing, chant 16 rounds and follow the four regular principles. Uh, and, 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 and actually follow chants, sing rounds, and actually follow the negative principles. And to, to chant those 16 rounds a day properly, you have to chant while trying to give up offenses. And we know, we know the process for doing that. People, we, we, we should do it. Uh, and... Uh, not everybody's going to do that, and so that requires, you know, you're, not, you're dealing with different... All, the other thing is, is we're always going to be bringing new devotees in. It's never going to be a society of, even if some of the older people are more advanced, not everybody's going to be advanced. Uh, and, and some people may get in positions of power and authority that are beyond their spiritual capacity and may substitute minor for major virtues or may go on fault finding campaigns and all kinds of things we've seen it all uh, uh, and uh, uh, 
Prabhupada himself faced so much opposition. You know, he had his own devotees rebelling against him early on. It was, it was people think of this day when Prabhupada was here, everybody was cooperating and working together. Nonsense. It was worse then than it is now. Uh, uh, so, so uh, um, uh, anyway, I understand all these problems. I understand the difficulties of dealing with this. But uh, our basic foundation of spiritual life is, 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 has to be the core thing. And the more we can, we, can, we can practice, the more we can get others to practice and help others to practice, the better off we will be. We can pray for you know, avatars and things like that. <laughs> but, um, and that will also help. But, yeah. Anything else? This poor man is the chairman of the GBC, so I know what he's, I know what it's like. That's where all that's where all the, the conflicts come and show up on your head. Yeah. That false ego is such a filtering. I remember reading interviews with somebody first uh, you know, the gurus and one of them said in an interview that Prabhupada said, Do as I have done and so he just Tried to do what Prabhupada had done, but their idea was, well, Prabhupada sat on a big chair, so we'll sit on a big chair. Yeah, that's right. So that just that filter. Yeah, well, Prabhupada said, do as I have done. I said, okay, now I got to walk around, you know. I remember sometimes in the early days, some of our big leaders, no longer of our big leaders, would use this term about false humility. Uh, uh, we, we, you know, people have been showing false humility. Meaning that, that you know, uh, if you got something to be proud about it, you should be proud. And not falsely try to become human. That the interpretation of false humility was, was that, you know, you're pretending to, when, you know, when you're really a big deal, you should act like a big deal. Uh, actually, uh, thought like that. And that's what I should do. I should... And of course, Prabhupada made, made, made a distinction for us between imitating and following in the footsteps. And following in the footsteps means I go on the footsteps of great devotees and I've got my hands on their footprints and putting my head there all the time. Trying, trying. So you do as I have done, look at what Prabhupada did, but you have to look at what he did internally and just not try to, try to just imitate the external. And his internal mood was clear enough for all of us. And he said, one thing is to my credit, I have always remained a servant. That one thing is the big thing. Of course, people don't even know what it is to be a servant anymore. Those days when you had real servants, you could see what it was like. <laughs> but anyway... And a way to see a real servant is to find a real loving mother with a little baby and then you can I you. Anything else? Okay. Shri Prabhupada Ki. Yeah.